this coin was made in 1958. It's traveled 22 years to get here for this moment. You know? Yeah, and, I, uh, I got uh, a, a four-year degree in sucking dick. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that will gladly rub sunscreen on your back. Gladly. <laughs> your, your lower back. Your even lower back. Lower. Lower. <laughs> I think it's time to stop with all okay. that. Okay. I'm Vince. <laughs> I'm Jack. And we're a father and son duo that love watching movies, chatting about them, and saying bad words. I agree. That sums us up in <laughs> one sentence. I approved this message. Uh, this is episode number seven, and it's Jack's turn to pick. How are you feeling about that, Jack? I'm feeling pretty good about my pick. I mean, I feel like I say that every week. Uh, we'll see if it's good or bad, I guess, but I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we've kind of got a hodgepodge of good, bad, and, yeah. you know, so... And ugly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. All right, before we get started... Dude, stop it. What, what the fuck? Are you, <laughs> why are you looking at me for? What, why is this happening? Uh, who fucking knows? Oh, uh, I know what this is. What? It's the movie mugging fucking random movie picker. Oh. Yeah, so I, I've heard about this. It's There's a, a ton of movies out there that neither one of us have seen, and every now and then the movie mugging fucking random movie picker computer w- is going to pick a movie for us <laughs> to watch. And uh, we have to do our episode on the movie it picks, no questions asked. Oh, how does it get its movies? Where does it pick them from? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, it's a smart computer. But also, friends, family, listeners, uh, Instagram lurkers can suggest movies for the computer. Oh. And if we haven't seen it, they'll go into the computer's database, and that's where the pick will come from. Does it choose a good movie or bad movie every time? Is it? Uh, so it could be a movie that gets 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, or it could be a complete piece of shit. Well, let's hope for the first one every time. All right. So let's <laughs> see what the movie mugging fucking random movie picker computer is going to pick for us. Okay. <laughs> I think he's spitting out some paper for you. Oh, shit. Oh. What's it say? <laughs> says our movie title, uh, 2007's No Country for Old Men, and it we can't do shit about it. Okay. But we have a sentient robot in our podcast <laughs> studio forcing us to watch movies. Where did, I don't even know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> we just, I just woke up one day. Was, what the fuck is that there for? Yeah. But neither of us really did anything about it. <laughs> yeah. I've been putting my drink on it, so <laughs> good coaster. Yeah. I mean, All right. Um, yeah. It says, "Tell that that stupid idiot to stop putting his drinks on me." <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it said that. Yeah, All right. Actually. I've actually heard of that movie, but I've never seen it. I've heard good things about the movie, so um, I guess let's let's watch it. We have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're being held hostage at this point, so we might as well. Do what it says. Okay. Well, this is your favorite part when I say, let's take a movie mug and pause. <laughs> My very favorite. All right. We're back. We just watched a movie that the movie mug and fucking random movie picker computer picked for us. And it was... <laughs> say that five times fast. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. um, it was No Country for Old Men. Came out in 2007. Directed by the Coen brothers. Uh, the Coen brothers also did Fargo. I haven't seen that. Big Lebowski. I've seen that, and I really, I really like that. Oh, brother, where art thou? I have not seen that. She, what you? I know you liked it. Every time it comes on, I I, I can't not watch it. I've never seen it. I've so. seen like a little clip All or right. something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
you probably will. <laughs> Coen Brothers are, I really like their style. I really like the darkness that a lot of their movies have. This was very dark. Um, the craziness. Uh, okay, so um, neither one of us had seen this movie, obviously, because, um, you know, the computer said we hadn't. <laughs> No idea what to expect. I, I mean, I'd seen previews and I'd seen the the creepy guy before, but I really I didn't I didn't know what was what this movie was about. I think you said it had like a ninety three percent on Rotten it Tomatoes. Did. So I knew this movie was going to be really good, or one of those movies that's a lot of people like and I didn't like. Yeah. So and I was thinking ninety three percent, I'll probably like it. That's a high probability that I'm going to enjoy this random film. And. The computer told us it had 93% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. So, <laughs> um, I'll give it the 50 cent tour. So the the main actor, well, there's a couple main actors, but Josh Brolin is is the main guy and he is out hunting one time and he stumbles upon it looks like a, a big drug deal gone wrong, all these bodies out yeah. in the out in the desert. Busted up trucks. Yeah, this this took place in 1980, so maybe the cartel was just now getting started into Texas, but he, he walks down there and there's all these dead bodies and he finds all these drugs in a car and he does a little more investigating and he comes across a... Like the last survivor of that fight. With a briefcase full of like, what, two million? I think is what it was. It was $2 a million. big stack of money. Each little wrap was 10000 Yeah, I think, it, I think it was $2 million. And he decides to take it. And he goes oh, back... Oh, take the money and run. Yeah. And he, and he could have got off scot-free, but he has a heart. And one of the guys was not dead in one of the trucks, and he wanted water. So mm-hmm. he went back that night to give him. So he couldn't even sleep. He went back that night to give him water. And when he gets down there, another truck pulls up, flattens uh, the tires well, on his truck. Yeah, yeah, because he, he left his truck up the hill, and he went down the hill. Mm-hmm. And he looks up, and there's there's another truck. Yep, and they come after him shooting. And since his truck got left there, the main bad guy, which we'll, we're going to get into big time. Best part of the movie. The main bad guy um, was able to pull, I guess, the VIN number off of his car or whatever and start tracking him down. Yeah. And it was a cat-mouse game throughout the rest of the movie. It's crazy. It was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy movie. It it, it was just done so well. It was. I remember through one part in the movie, I think probably an hour in, it was about two hours, I said, if the movie keeps going the way it's going, this is going to be my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it was it is really really good. I was very confident in that statement. What were your initial thoughts? It started very quick. <laughs> it really really did. <laughs> I mean, it just it starts with the main bad guy getting arrested, and then he, uh, the cops not paying attention when he's in the room with the guy or whatever. The cops on the phone. The main bad guy, we'll call him. His name was Sugar. That mm-hmm. was his last name, Anton Sugar. He. Gets it to where his hands are in front of him with the cuffs, and then like there's this horrible, well not horrible, it was badass, crazy action. He gets behind the cop and strangles him on the floor with the handcuffs. With the handcuffs, and there's like he's cutting into his own wrist, he's cutting into the the cop's throat, and this takes place in 1980s like rural Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, even nowadays they wear boots out there, but they had boots. And the cop was struggling so much, and it was a, just a regular white tile floor. And then after that whole killing scene, it is just scuffed the fuck up. And just little details like that—that that we both noticed. You, you were like, "Wait, is that all from like him struggling or whatever?" Yep. And I, I had noticed. It was just so details like that are so cool. Yeah, the floor was just covered with boot scuffs from <laughs> yeah. the guy struggling, and also the main character, uh, Shiger. 
um, who's the main bad guy. The main bad guy who's played by Javier Barden. Which Perfectly is, cast. Oh my gosh! But yeah, there was all these boot scuffs on the floor, and 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 yeah, you're right. Little details like that that you're just holy shit. And Fargo's got a lot of stuff like that too, but I'm not going to get into that because you haven't yeah. seen it. But yeah, my initial thoughts uh, at the very beginning, I hear of unmistakable voice. And it's Tommy Lee Jones. I know mm-hmm. that voice anywhere. Great actor, great voice. And so I thought, oh cool, Tommy Lee Jones. This is this is awesome. I'd forgotten that you know from the previews that he was in it, but then. After that, you have like two murders within like the first two or three minutes. I need to talk about that second murder whenever you're. And then, done and then with I forgot this. all about Tommy Lee Jones at that point. I'm looking <laughs> at this psychopathic killer who is arguably one of my favorite villains of all time. He probably is my favorite. And he was within the first two murders. I was like, with, holy that's shit. That's probably two murders, what, seven minutes? Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it, it, easy, was, it was easy, really, quick. really quick. Very quick. That second murder. It he after he cleaned his wrists after strangling the cop, takes the cop car, pulls some poor guy over, to because you can't just go driving around in a cop car, and uh, he he's carrying this oxygen tank, and it has like a like it looks it's probably, like it's probably CO two yeah oh yeah it it has the end of it there's like a wire and it connects to the end and it just looks like a normal air compression thing mm-hmm. where you spray out all the air. And he's just carrying that around, and he looks super shady. He always he looks like he's always high on something. And uh, he gets his he pulls a guy over, gets him out of the car. The dude's super confused. And Sugar, he says, "Could you just sit still for me, please? Could you hold still? Yeah, just very calm. He's calm, but also has this assertive craziness Mm -hmm. about him. So you have to listen. Kind of puts the end of it up to his head and pulls it, and it's just like." If you've seen the movie It, the newer one, uh, the kid has like the sheep killer thing that mm-hmm. shoots a bolt out and then just comes right back to the gun. It's one of those. It's how they, the, the guy explained it later in the movie, it's how they kill steers yeah. and cows. So you know, the cow didn't even know what hit him. It yeah. just, it puts this bolt that maybe goes out like three inches or something. Just straight through your brain yeah. and straight back out. So like no ammo, you're not doing anything yeah. like that. Yeah, and he's just carrying this around. An instant kill. Oh my gosh. It just... <laughs> I, we were not ready for it because he's holding it to his head and we're like, what, what, what? I thought he shot out a bullet, but we later deduced that it was indeed a bolt and him just carrying that around and that's how he got into every single locked door. He'd put it right up to the doorknob, boom, and the lock would shoot out and hit the wall across mm-hmm. from the door. So much power and it, it. every time you saw a door and there was a big hole in the doorknob, you knew shit was about to go down, and it was not going to be pretty. Yeah, it got crazy because it's this this main bad guy, and he's trying to track the money. There's a tracker inside yeah, the, briefcase the briefcase or whatever that has the money in it, and so he keeps going to where Josh Brolin's character is. And he didn't find out that there was that tracker until a little bit later in the movie. Yeah, and it's it's narrow escapes, and, and Josh Brolin, man, that, that guy can handle himself pretty well, too. Yeah, apparently. Because this guy's yeah. just crazy. And and so skilled at hunting somebody and just killing whoever gets in his way at the time. He kills... He killed Woody Harrelson. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to that in a minute, <laughs> but his body count, my gosh, throughout this movie, it was so high. Uh, very high. 20? Yeah. Something like that. It was <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's another point. So about like an hour in, Woody Harrelson shows up, and we're just like, what? He's what? a star. He, he, we love he's Woody in, in this family. Movie. Yeah, we, we love Woody. And... 
he and so he was sent down to find this psychopathic killer and and kind of save uh, Moss, which is the main character, Josh Brolin's ass. He needed to save him uh, to get the to it, get the money. Yeah. That was his main goal, though. Oh my gosh! But Woody, he lasts what fifteen minutes? <laughs> Maybe a little bit more. I love Woody. I love that yeah. Josh Brolin's character ends up. He kind of gets in a shootout with this bad guy, and they both get shot. He ends up yeah. over the border in Mexico, wakes up in the hospital, and Woody Harrelson's just sitting there with flowers for him, <laughs> yeah. saying, "Hey, <sighs> yeah." The, one of the, go back to the shootout uh, you were just talking about mm-hmm. between Josh Brolin and, and the crazy yeah, psychopath. And, yeah, that was a really cool moment because uh, Josh Brolin had just found the tracker on all the money, and he just put it on the desk, and he knew like the the guy was coming that. It, the worst possible. He was thing right was about outside his door. Yeah, like I just want to talk about some of the details. In okay, it. yeah, I know I do this a lot, but this struck me so good. Uh, he knew that the clerk down at the the bottom of the hotel was going to be there till ten a.m. and it was at night. So, uh, Brolin has his shotgun, the tracker, and the money all separated, and he he goes to call uh, the guy, and he does not answer. He hears the phone ringing. But it's they're not answering, and he gets his shotgun ready and just aims at the door, and the hall had a light on, and you see the foot, you can see the shadow that someone's right outside the door. You saw him walk and then mm-hmm. stop, and then he kept walking, and then the light turned off in the it's hall, like he unscrewed the light yeah, bulb in the so hall or something. Yeah, so you can't see his that he's standing outside the door. So tense. That was very tense, and I, I whenever. I didn't know it was, was going to happen. I was like, oh, is it just like some person walking by? I really didn't think it was that. But then whenever the light unscrewed, I was like, oh, like rubbing my hands uh-huh. together. That was a very exciting movie. And then, like you said earlier, the lock pops off and hits yeah. Josh Brolin right in the chest. Josh Brolin shoots the shotgun, which I guess wounds the guy. And No, no, he wounded him at the car part later. Okay, well, he shot the shotgun through the door. That gave him enough time to jump out the window. <laughs> and then the guy's shooting at him, and then they're going through the street shooting, and they get in the car. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's yeah. crazy. But Both the parties leave pretty hurt, and there's some pretty nasty like a uh, self-surgery moment with oh, the main gosh. bad guy oh yeah that a, was a bad ugh. leg wound with a shotgun that was hard to watch yeah yeah so you got josh brolin's character llewellyn right that was his yeah name. llewellyn moss he yeah. has the money he's running from this crazy psychopathic uh, bad guy anton Shiger. yeah tommy lee jones is the sheriff in the town where llewellyn lives i don't know his name and he <laughs> he's i think it's ed tom or something like that but he's ed tom bell yeah he's He's he comes across all these bodies, so he's trying to find Llewellyn. Then mm-hmm. you got Woody Harrelson who shows up, who's trying to find Shigar. Shigar um, finds him, and and real good, real that was cool yeah. too. Let's talk a little bit about this crazy psychopath. He his mannerisms, like he goes to this gas station talks. one time and just starts having this strange conversation with this poor old man across the counter. Flips a coin, he's like, "Call it," and the guy's like, "What?" I mean, he's just fucking with him, and just yeah. the things he says, the way he looks, the and, way he carries himself, the way he moves. Yes, it's the, just with this eerie purpose, and you know he's just like ready to kill at any moment. Yeah, and he takes. What did you say about the way he takes life? It's his life's so cheap to him. I think. Yeah, is what you yeah, because he he. Like, you know, you, like, don't normally bet a lot on a coin toss because mm-hmm. the odds aren't, like, the greatest for you. And that's what – it showed that just a couple times. He was like, yeah, he flips a coin, neither of them see it, and he's like, okay, place your bet or whatever, call it. Yeah, call it. Mm-hmm. And then either way, I mean, like, 
he's a, he has all the power there. No matter what, he just gets to kill them. Well, he didn't kill the old guy in the gas station. He made him flip a coin and, and oh yeah, and, he said and, you won everything. Yeah, and he and he called heads and it was heads and he's like, okay, you get to keep the coin. Don't put it in your pocket though, because yeah, basically that coin just saved your ass. And it, and then it just becomes another coin. Mm-hmm. And the, it shows the dude all confused and he's like, which it is, and just leaves. He's like, this coin was made in 1958. It's traveled 22 years to get here for this moment. Yeah. I mean, he, it was just he's, that guy. Yeah. He's a super. I mean, supervillain. He was. He's, he's a genius. He he was. I, he thinks crazy. Just I don't. No one else thinks like. I that. don't know if I have an, a favorite villain over him at this point. I can't think of anybody. It was so cool. This guy could haunt my dreams tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was that crazy. He, and he wasn't one of those crazy people who's just like outward with it. They're not just batshit doing chaos like Joker and uh, mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. They're not like that. He is like the most calm, collected, professional like, psychopath. Psychopath, <laughs> yeah. It's just all the shits going yeah. on in his head, and you wouldn't be able to tell just by looking at him. At least in this movie, you could because uh, he just had the he just looked weird, and he had the nasty haircut. His haircut was awful, it, it was, even for 1980. And it, the way he just walked around, there was this one part where he took off his boots. And just wore his socks walking around because he would make less noise. Yeah. And he has this shotgun with this, the biggest silencer I've ever seen. And he carries it like, just like how you walk with your hands normally, just by your side. And he had the shotgun like just an inch off the floor. And he's just walking, just carefully, stops by the doors he knows where he needs to go, blows it in, just fucks everybody up with just like, there wasn't a smile on his face, but you could tell he did not care whether they lived or died. Sometimes he did kind of have like a little smile when he would talk to people. And yeah, it, yeah he played games. He, he was that kind of guy. Yeah, he was incredible. He was and a big gamer. Incredibly casted. Yeah, fantastic. Perfect, perfect villain. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So it all comes down. Uh, our our main guy, Llewellyn, he ends he up dying. Killed. You don't really get to see how he got killed, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I thought because I really didn't want to see. I didn't really want to see him get killed. It showed him. He was waiting for his wife, and he was going to give her the money. Just hand it off at this hotel. He's talking to a hooker, passing the time, and then it fades away, and then it goes to the main uh, Tommy Lee Jones, and he pulls up to that hotel where. Uh, Llewellyn. Yeah, where Llewellyn was um was just talking, mm-hmm. and it's a bloodbath. Yeah, and then you see that he's dead from Tommy Lee Jones's perspective, and then the story kind of just continues from there. And I think that was okay. I I didn't really know how the story was going to play out with this kind of like three main character mm-hmm. view. I w- almost four, and then Woody didn't last long. <laughs> I had a feeling. That psychopath killer, I didn't think he could be killed. He is immortal. He didn't even die at the end. No, he didn't. And if they had somebody kill him in this movie, I would have. It would have taken my like my rating down by like sixty five points. I agree. Because throughout the movie, he is God, and you cannot argue against that, or else he'll fill you full of silence buckshot or a a fucking CO two bolt to the head. Yeah, let's. Uh, you talked about the ending a second ago that he was alive at the ending. Let's let's talk about this ending because this yeah. ending, it was one of those things. Of like, dude, there's not much time left. How's this going to end? Yeah. Is there going to be some big finale at the end? 
um, the the psychopath gets in a car wreck and he just kind of hobbles off. And then you go to Tommy yeah. Lee Jones' character, who he's retired from the sheriff's department, and he starts explaining this dream that he had. And then it just, black screen yeah. directed by the Coen Brothers, and we're just like, wait a minute, what? I even called. Uh, it has a ninety three percent, so the ending must be great. So it's either a great ending or it's one of those endings that just makes you think. Yeah. Or supposed to make you think, which it is. I had to look it up. It made me think this is this is a stupid ending. <laughs> it, it it bothered me. That was the weakest point in the movie for me. I know there are those people out there who they love that. They love reading deeper into things and finding the deeper meaning. But that's not that's not for me. I, I'd rather see blood and gore and bullets flying through the air any day over like a very vague not very cool ending. Yeah, you talk about those people who probably think it's fantastic. I'm, I'm thinking a lot of those people are bullshitting, and they're just like, <laughs> they don't understand what the hell's going on, and they're just like, they just oh, look well, the Coen brothers are a genius, and uh, oh, I totally understood it. It's This is a euphemism for this, and uh, you know. Yeah, and, I, I uh, got uh, a, a four-year degree in sucking dick. Yeah, it's a metaphor <laughs> for life, and a metaphor for, and you don't understand it. Well, I can't explain it to you, you know, because you, you won't understand it anyway. And <laughs> Yeah, it, it just. Just pretentious movie. It was kind of stupid. Yeah, it it definitely bothered me a lot because I was I was all aboard the hype train. I was this is going to be the best movie I ever saw if it keeps going this way. Mm-hmm. And then it went that way until the last fifteen, twenty minutes. I mean, I, really, all Real the way up until even. pretty much the very end for me. When, yeah. when even the car crash was cool. The car crash was cool, un- and that was in the last ten. Yeah, and then it was Tommy Lee Jones. I, I think Tommy Lee Jones, and even then, I was like, okay, you know, he's kind of rambling and stuff. But yeah. I, I didn't think that was going to end because yeah. they show him and then show the back of his uh, like out his window behind him, and you just think the guy's going to go limping yeah. by or something. <laughs> you, you really yeah. thought that he was going to have a showdown with this guy because earlier when he was talking to his dad, Tommy Lee Jones, he said, "I just I don't feel fast enough, or I don't." Yeah. I feel Feel overmatched or overpowered. That's I just why he was going to have yeah. his redeeming moment or something. That's another theme for the title of the movie. That's what the ending is about. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. He was one of the three main characters, but he was the least followed throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he was the big metaphor for all of it. He is an old cop, and the world is going too fast for him. It's too chaotic. He can't keep up. And yep. It, that is just not how he was willing to view the world. He wanted to view it as, oh, like, I can do this. And he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that he was... He just couldn't keep up with the craziness the, that yeah. was going on. And another big thing, I have no idea who has the money. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Not I'm, for sure. Uh, not for sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people making conspiracies or maybe we... Just missed a scene where someone walked away with the briefcase no, very briefly. We didn't. I, I wondered I, I, that. Yeah. Is it the cartel? Which cartel is it? Is it the same people that Crazy Psychopath is working for? Who is Crazy Psychopath working for? I mean, there was a lot of unanswered yeah. questions, but it doesn't really matter. And at the end, whenever Tommy Lee Jones was uh, just doing his dream and then it cuts to black, mm-hmm. um, you were even, you were like, oh, wait, hold up. And I had to pause it. And you were like, does he have the money? We we were so yeah we were confused, we, and, but yeah. that was also before we knew the ending was like thirty seconds away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were just trying to figure out what the hell was going to happen in these next. We like, figured it was going to be some crazy kind of ending, yeah, you know, some we, like twist, some, or something. yeah, some like holy shit, like a sixth sense type yeah, thing. Where like at the it, end we're just yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was thinking in like a sixth sense esque kind of ending. I was mm-hmm. like, is Tommy Lee Jones working? With the psychopath killer. <laughs> and I was like, but there's no, no way, way because psychopath killer, he's a lone wolf. He does yeah. not employ the help of others. And when he does, he shoots him in the head and steals their car. 
Because that did happen. Fantastic acting. Great Tommy cast. Lee, Tommy Lee Jones is just, he's a phenomenal actor. Love that guy. Um, this The guy who played the psychopath, oh my gosh, just, I mean... Yeah. Wonderful. If that guy's not crazy in real life, I mean, <laughs> I mean I'd be I, really if I, shocked. If I saw him and I was like just in public or something or at an event and he was there, I would steer the fuck clear. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Brolin was fantastic. And Woody Harrelson was Woody, great. Uh, this, Always for the great. Short, for the short time he was in it, he was great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, favorite part? The beginning. Those two kills in the beginning. That I was, agree. And then also, if not tied, a close second. uh the hotel part I talked about where he turned off the light yeah. and they fought there. That was really cool. Just any, any scene with the psychopath, that is my favorite. Those two he, murders at the beginning. Calm, collected, stone-cold killer. Cold-blooded as fuck. Yeah, I agree. Those two those two killings at the very beginning. It reeled me in real I was quick. I was like, oh, yeah. shit, it's on now, bro. I was like, this movie's going to be great. No doubt. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bucket of chicken time. I'm going first. <laughs> well, I have a feeling it's going to be the same thing, but uh, go ahead. Okay, I want to give it to surprise psychopath killer Javier, Anton Chigurh. Yeah, uh, Javier Barden is Javier the actor. Javier Barden, yeah. He casted great, performed great. Uh, he was just there is no one else I can think who I'd rather them have acted that role. There there's just nobody. The look, the delivery, the voice Everything, I mean, it's it's a slam dunk, hundred percent. Slam dunk. He, he is. He gets my bucket of chicken as well. So yeah. Javier Barden, you can expect two buckets of chicken um, arriving moldy at your doorstep. Yeah, and sir, if there's anything else you need, just to ask, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> he was fantastic, absolutely yeah. fantastic. And I'm 50 years old, but I'm saying right now that that dude could that dude could haunt me, man. I might sleep with the light on tonight. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, I'm 50 years old, but I, I that dude could hit it. I thought that's where you're going with this shit. Nope. Thank God you weren't. Okay. It's time to give it our uh, scores. <sighs> that's going to be so hard for me. Yeah, because you at the beginning, you were like, this is this is going to be my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. And I was thinking, really? I mean, I, I, I liked it a lot, and, I, and I'm still going to give it a high score, but... You know, one of your all-time favorite movies is Django, and... Yeah, but that movie has an ending. Yeah. <laughs> So you probably had it really high, and then the ending kind of knocked it down. Yeah, it was. It, it really. I was very excited, and I was just going up and up and up and up. And then there was nothing wrong with it until the end, which was just like, pink. It, it lowered it, and I was very disappointed. I didn't love the ending either, but I'd seen so much in this that was great. Yeah. That the, you know, the ending didn't have to be great for me because there was so much great leading up to it. Now it did drop the score some, but yeah, definitely. But it was, it was good enough throughout that even the soft ending in my mind, the soft ending didn't affect it. I like, I didn't throw up my hands and go, well, that's bullshit or anything like that. Some movies have done that to me and I'm not feeling the way that you're just like, really? I I invested two hours in that and that's how you're going to wrap up that piece of shit. But (laughs) I didn't feel like that after this. Um, you want me to go first? Uh, I was going to say a little bit, uh, kind of along the lines of what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I loved every second of this movie. And thinking about the ending, I feel like to me, it might grow on me a little bit. I'm not sure. But looking back even to like, it shows like the killers, like walking away into the sunset. I, I, I liked that part. There was just one part of the ending that was not cool for me. And that was just a little deeper meaning. 
but also I couldn't really hear what he was saying. He his accent was really strong in that point. I was thinking the same thing. I I think in like you said, I'm. You it know, wasn't the worst ending ever. No, and I think... Not even close. I maybe guess. if I read the transcript of what he said yeah. or went back and listened to it again because it was kind of hard to understand. Get some and appreciation I, for it. And and really, you know, I kind of tuned him out a little bit too, to be real honest. So Yeah, because I was ready for uh, what I thought before. was going to be a, like a bloodbath ensuing. So so maybe if we did go back and we just listened to that monologue again or, yeah. or read the transcript, maybe we'd be like, oh, okay, you know, that's... But, but it's not... To me, it's not going to bump it a whole lot more, yeah. my score. Thanks for listening to uh, the movie reviewers who don't actually pay attention to the movie. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. us. <laughs> well, you don't come here for in-depth. Yeah. You come here for... You come here for us and the relationship we have with each other mm-hmm. and with y'all. You come here to support family, family time, <laughs> yeah. father and son time. So, And you come here now because you're still in the 21 episode yeah. challenge. Okay. All right. So, Rotten Tomatoes, 93 I'm thinking, I was thinking in the 80s for a second, but then a B feels so bad for this movie. I think this movie is an A plus student, or A student, I don't know. I'm reluctant to give it, I think 93 is very fair. I think 93 is really good. Rotten Tomatoes hit it right on the nose. Uh, yeah. I also give it a 93. <laughs> That's the number I had yeah. in my head. So both buckets of chicken to the same actor. Yep. And both the same reviews, and same with Rotten Tomatoes. So, I it's safe to say that if you watch this movie, that you're going to enjoy it. It's brilliant. It's, it's a brilliant movie. It is a great film. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we both obviously loved it. Um, thank you. What is it called? The movie mugging fucking whatever random movie, movie giver picker bitch. computer. Yes, uh, servant. Yeah, Th- thank you. Just call it Alfred from like Batman. Thank, thank you, awesome computer for for picking a great movie. <laughs> awesome computer. Next week is <laughs> Jack's turn, or so we think. I mean, we could hear the yeah. alarm again, and who knows what's going to happen. That, that's why you got to tune in every single week, people, because you just never know what's going to happen. Crazy here. shit every week. I mean, Unexpected. You know, we have this computer that shows up, and now it's going to get in our shit and pick stuff for us sometimes. Who? I mean, next week you just never know what might happen. So you you just got to tune in. Um, well, thank you so much for tuning in to thank episode you. seven of Movie Muggin, where we reviewed uh, No Country for Old Men, and we both give it two thumbs up for yep. sure. I give it three. Next week's supposed to be. <laughs> next week's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't think I ever said thank you for listening, so expect that this time. Yeah, I said it once a second ago. We do. Weird. You know what? We appreciate you listening. Yeah. And the computer just spit out another piece of paper that says, you know, it, it needs some more movies that it can put in its database. They crinkle the paper by the mic to make sure yeah. they know that you actually... This this came out of the computer just a <laughs> second ago. So it says, dear listener, could you please give us some ideas, give the computer some ideas for, for movies for the database? You can, you can Instagram us messages. You can email us. Um, yell really loud and maybe we'll hear... I don't know, but give us some movies. You know, it could be a great movie. It could be a piece of shit. Put them in the computer. I shouldn't yell really loud. <laughs> whatever the computer spits out, we we have to watch. Um, I'm not sure why we have to watch oh, it. But we have to watch or else uh, what? Tupac Shakur is what I keep thinking in my head instead of Anton Shakur, which is the serial killer. He'll come after us. Well, tu- yeah. Tupac may come after us too. You just <laughs> We're never not know. in Cuba right now. Crazier things have happened on Movie Muggin. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, Thank you. We'll be back next week (laughs) with probably one of Jack's movies. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will catch you later. Peace out. Lights. Bye. You hang up.
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck you.